0: My name is Ken Hagelin, president of Minnesota Hospice, and one of your hosts for today's program. Joining me today are two colleagues I have had the honor of working with in the hospice field for several years. They each have amazing life stories, along with extensive experiences as hospice educators and end of life caregivers. They are also certified in advanced care planning as Honoring Choices facilitators. They are Reverend Debbie Meckley, chaplain and spiritual care advisor. And hospice social worker, Heidi Simon, MSW and licensed generalist social worker. Thank you guys for being here today. Great
1: Great to to be here. Thanks, Ken.
0: Well, we are continuing our five-part series called Lifting the Veil, revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death. We are on the fourth episode of the series, and today's topic is titled, I Am, A New Perspective on Aging. Yep. Now... The two of you, just to recap with our listeners a little bit here, you've been conducting weekly live experiential workshops of this series since mid-January,
2: right? Mm-hmm. At
0: Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Savage, Minnesota, and you have the final workshop tomorrow coming up. That's so this right. is this is people's last chance <laughs> to get a chance it to is. see you guys live and it's an amazing presentation and workshop that you guys do. Thank you. Um, and we we miss out on the radio here with all the visuals. Mm. And of course the interaction amongst the participants. Yeah, it's not your your <laughs> typical workshop. You're not you're not coming here to sleep or <laughs> to right. nap. It's 90 minutes of really intense introspectives yeah. and communication and you, you really people walk away With something from this, it's only ninety minutes, and it's it's great. So I would encourage listeners to check it out at unityofthevalleymn.org, and please come on out to Savage uh, tomorrow. Eleven forty-five is when it starts, yes, and ends around one fifteen. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Well, let's jump into today's topic about I am a new perspective on aging. I'm really curious about what you guys have to say about that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, originally Ken when Deb and I talked about this this episode, it was a new perspective on aging. And as we started to explore this topic with each other, we thought how could we really empower our participants, to feel like this is their experience. This is something that they get to define for themselves. And as we were looking for images, the image of I am, just those words came up and it was it was that from that point on because if you really, if all of us just take a minute to think about when we say the words I am, we can have a lot of other things that come into our mind after that, but at the same time, it's really about so many aspects of us when we say that. So, first of all, um, you know, I am is our spiritual identity. It's that metaphysical name of our spiritual self that's distinguished from our our human side. So, you know, like we talk about in End of Life and Hospice all the time is that we are so multifaceted, but acknowledging that spiritually we are, um, you know, we're wor- working through things in our human experience. And so there's that piece of it. And then also that... Um, it holds that space that we are ever changing and ever growing, as as Deb and I talk about yeah. all the time, yeah. and um, also that it's eternal, and that's you know one of the things that we talk about in end of life that we share as a common ground is that we are on a journey, and yeah. and this this human experience is part of that. So with that, um, that idea that we. We have a lot of empowerment within that statement, and so to be able to take that power that we all carry within us, all that knowledge and wisdom that we carry and ability to define what we want something to look like, and then use our voice, because we know that, of course, one person's voice is very instrumental in impacting the collective. And so if we can bring that sense of empowerment and self-identity and what each one of us has to offer to this experience, it just... It just adds to the richness, wouldn't you say, Deb? Yeah, and I am is
2: a, a committed statement. It's um, it's strong, like you said, empowering. But it also, you know, asks the question, what is my responsibility? In the whole, not just individually to myself in this aging process, which we all are going through every minute of every day, no matter what age we are. um, But what is my responsibility in the whole, in the trickling-down effect, and how can I feed that in a more positive way? Then we will talk a little bit about in the show here how we're not really fed that in a positive way. Right.
1: And the idea that um, we've talked about this, too, that... Um, the, this idea of I am is that there is no past and no future, no time, no space, no beginning, no end. It's simple, complete, and perfect, with the idea of that being that, you know, we, we see a lot of people working through different aspects of, of spiritual pain, life experiences, and it's so um, common for us to be, sit in judgment of some of the things that that we've experienced, and so this really kind of helps move that out of the way Mm -hmm. so that you're more willing to probably share your voice if you feel like something that you have to say is worthy and has had Mm -hmm. some merit. Well, and for us, we're not part of the history of that person.
2: We're not part of the conflict with other family members, the dynamic. We get to meet them exactly where they're at, and so that I am, that perspective that they're at, that's exactly where we're at with them on their map.
1: Right, right. So, yeah, I was going to say, let's (laughs) let's dial into aging here a little bit. Um, So who, who really defines that for us when we think about what is aging? And so I think a very traditional and universal image that we have in our minds and even in our sight is maybe a clock, you know, a watch that shows us just kind of the time going by. And time is the key word here because... This idea of aging has really come to us over time through messages that we received at a very young age. I think we could all think back to experiences that we had with older people in our lives. And I I even would venture to guess that that's changed from the time that we were a younger age to where we are now. Because we're not typically spending as much time with our older Um, family members and loved ones and friends because our our society has changed you know our our houses are different now we've got single family homes but that home doesn't always include a place for maybe a senior loved one so that whole experience looks a little different we have um, you know homes whether they're assisted living or retirement communities that they spend their time so maybe in some ways there's not as direct of a connection as in the past and we also have a very youth-centric society. I think we can probably look at a lot of aspects of um, ways that we interpret whether aging is something positive or, or something to dread. <laughs> um, you know, we can, we can watch TV probably for a couple hours and see many, many images of, you know, anti-aging, whether it's creams, or we, we have to take a medication to deal with something that might not be, um, you know, working the way that it, that it did before. So... I think that we, um, I don't know that we're always having that definition come from people that are actually in the midst of it, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's, you know, in our work we ask the question to somebody who's dying, how do you want this living because dying is living. Mm -hmm. And how do you want this to look? So why wouldn't we ask that of ourselves while we're in our living hood? (laughs) You know, while we're in this gap between birth and end of life, um, ask ourselves how we want that to look, and and how do we want to define it? That's something different than media, or um, a family member, or something that's been handed down to us. Um, So, you know, again, um, asking ourselves questions um, that are very individualized, just You know, for us, we can shift. You know, we have an opportunity to shift the way aging looks now for the next generations coming up. And that's why the time and the clock, it's so pertinent in what we do. And we also have this beautiful visual of the compass, Mm -hmm. which um, is, that's so internal. But how often do we... um, Actually move through something. You know, we say, is something happening to you or through you? Right. Um, That we actually can see that um, we can follow our own compass. And um, if that compass in and of itself is shown in a different way to all of us, uh, then we start
1: following a different compass. Sure. So the one that we are. And in the image that we used, it was actually a compass on an anchor. And mm-hmm. so, just to validate the fact that you know, when you when you get to that point where you have this life experience and this this wisdom, that that anchors you. Your values and your beliefs and your experiences are what can really anchor you, and you have something to offer in that. So, taking the risk then to be able to follow that compass in that way is um, it's really impactful. Um, and also acknowledging that um, you know your intuition is ever present and that there will be times that we feel like we're in the midst of a storm, but that you, you have that to fall back on.
2: Yeah. So it's an opportunity, you know, for us to take a second look, a third look, you know, that we might not before we get, uh, kind of, um, centered in the way something might, you know, be looking, but we have control over that outcome, that desired outcome and what that looks like. So, um, Let's shape-shift. Let's shift consciousness about what this is. Absolutely. Because it's time when we, in our next segment, talk about um, why it actually, we're at kind of a critical mass place, right, Ken? That's right. Okay.
0: Well, speaking of time, we are up against the clock here (laughs) for our first break. That uh, wraps up our first segment. We will be right back after a short break to continue our five-part series on Lifting the Veil, revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death and today's discussion titled I Am A New Perspective on Aging.
3: big, big world, but we thought we were bigger. Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker. By 11, smoking herb and drinking, burning liquor. Never rich, so we were out to make.
0: Fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the
4: fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis.
0: Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com.
3: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
4: Hi, this is Paul Metz, inviting you to listen to the Wall of Power Radio Hour every weekend on AM 950. We are now in our third year of broadcasting on The Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Post has called us one of the 22 most independently entertaining and cool radio shows in the Twin Cities. We feature cool people from all walks of life and from all 50 states. Every Saturday at 6 p.m., we played Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 950, The Progressive Voice of Minnesota.
3: Hello, I'm Dr. Vladimir Vonsurikov, the director and president of the Museum of Russian Art, which hosts the finest collection of Russian art in North America, as well as an award-winning gift shop, Izba. Unique gifts, artworks, and artisan-made products are sourced from artists and jewelers who use traditional Russian materials to create stunning pieces for purchase. Izba Gift Shop is on Facebook and Instagram. Our museum is at tmora.org. Visit Izba Gift Shop for that special gift you will cherish.
4: Who's your most trusted companion? Who's with you 24-7? What do you never leave home without? Your phone. But the screen is shattered. Don't panic. Bring it to Computer Revolution with cell phone repair. We have over 18 years experience fixing computer devices, all brands, all carriers. We'll replace that screen and have it back same day. Computer
0: Revolution with cell phone repair in Roseville at Highway 36 in Fairview. Or call 651-633-6600. We fix phones same day seven days a week
3: soon will be 30 years old now, songs have been sold we've traveled around the world and we still still and soon we'll be 30 years old welcome
0: back you are listening to the minnesota hospice radio show my name is ken hagland and i am joined by reverend debbie meckley and hospice social worker heidi simon today and we are continuing our five-part series titled lifting the veil revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death. And today's episode titled, I am a new perspective on aging. And last segment, we talked about the reference of time and uh, how we have perceptions about aging and and, uh, how that is a lot of times fed by the media and uh, people around us. And we really need to take a new look at that. And statistically, um, we know that there's a major shift coming to our society in the U.S., but, uh, but I'll speak about just in Minnesota. Um, the, there's a couple of groups here. The Department of Health and Human Services uh, in Minnesota, along with the, uh, the Center of Aging, has determined that for the first time in our history, we're going to have a population of people over 65 that will be greater than the entire population of people zero to 18. Normally, the way most population trends are is that that's your largest group of people is that zero to 18. And then they move into the adulthood and then eventually go into retirement or to a to the uh, post 65. But for the first time, with the baby boom generation going through their retirement years now, and as we all know, they're retiring at the rate of 10,000 People a day. Right. I mean, it's 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 a seismic. They call them these mega shifts, mega trends that are happening. Mm-hmm. But in Minnesota specifically, um, over the next few years here, that population is going to explode. And so, um, so what we need to be aware of is that that's a great resource. Those of us as we move into that re- that post sixty five year age range is a great resource. And I think people cannot, we cannot afford to have people retire and kind of go away. They have to remain engaged with our society right, right. because we need those resources. We need that, that wisdom, we need that experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the things that came out with the um, uh, the demographic center here in Minnesota, they said that uh, there's not enough money, there's not enough hands, not enough trained people to even take care of this population. Um, that's moving through these age brackets, and that uh, this problem that we have right now is really considered a crisis, and it's only going to get worse over the next twenty years. So, so we we really need to have a new perspective, and I think the message you guys have that you're that you're showing us today and in your workshops um, is something we're going to have to be telling people constantly, mm-hmm. because it just is a very timely issue that as I talked to even politicians um, that I know, they've struggled with it at the Capitol. You know, what are we gonna do? We, we know this is coming. The, the state demographer's office keeps telling us this is coming and we don't really have good answers. But I think we have some answers that we know because we're seeing our practice is about dealing with people in elder care and then of course at end of life hospice care. And, uh, and we see what's happening there um, on the ground and the front lines. So, um, so anyway, I want to introduce uh, this continued topic here with you guys um, for this next segment.
2: Yeah, we had a discussion. Um, it was a lot of discussion came up um, the last workshop last Sunday um, from a, a large group that attended, and um, even some of the corporations that they're working for, they were talking about um, the conversations of scarcity. Uh, that's coming up um, with employees, with um, even benefits for people. Um, So, you know, I think um, conversations are out there, but they're in some of those higher places. You know, the, the big corporate conglomerates that have a big stake, not talking in the media necessarily like we really should be hearing it, you and I. You know what's at stake for us. Um, we're the shareholders in this thing. You know, really. And so I, I think it's one of those that we, as we talk about courageous conversations, that we got to start talking about. Um, as as we started this thing, it was about talking about dying and um, and death itself, and then talking about living and how to have a good death by living better. Um, so as this is approaching, we really do have to find that way to live better yeah. we got to do it better
1: and it's an opportunity for that generation to really have an impact on creating what does this look like moving forward and in our conversations about what happened in ancient and past times, that is how we elevated our older adults into those roles what is by acknowledging them and then their voices were heard changes were made um, things were set in place and I mean specifically with this eclipse of our senior generation um you know having a higher number than our youth they're talking as early as 2020 I mean that is we're we're on the brink of that yeah. really um and so we saw a lot of people who were actually activated by this conversation the other day because you know they're they have connections in you know, whatever their networking circles are. And so they were thinking, you know, what, I've got this information. I need to carry this forward. And that's what this is all about. If you can empower, I think it was, you know, 42 people. If you think about 42 voices left there and then carrying that on to all of their their circles. I mean, yeah. that's where change comes from. And those of us aging, who's watching us? You know, I mean, we're on stage And it
2: it is our stage, our way. How do we want to create that? But who's watching us? That's really important. You know, this generation that we are showing this is how to do this because you're going to be here you're part of this next twenty and thirty year um, role that's un- unrolling here unfolding so um being really mindful of the example that we're
1: setting and what are we putting in place and we don't have to be in agreement that the, with the messages i had a a gentleman tell me once that he felt really displaced because typically over the years his grandchildren would come to him to ask him questions if they wanted to know something and he said but you know what he said that doesn't happen anymore. They just pick up their phone, and mm-hmm. they look it up. And to just see the look on his face and to feel, you know, I really felt that expression from him. It was just an eye-opener for me that, yes, those those things are there, and, and they're useful things. Technology is a useful commodity. However, it's not powerful enough to disregard what we have to learn from people who have lived and and experienced so many, many things that will be of value to us. The human spirit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I just talked to a gentleman yesterday who said his grandkids, um, some are here in Minnesota and some are outstate, and uh, he said, what I like about technology is I can FaceTime. I can see them. Yes. And, and of course, children change so fast. I know with my kids, it's just they change so fast. Mm-hmm. He said, I like seeing that. But he said, it doesn't take the place of a hug <laughs> no, it
1: doesn't. and I, yeah. I thought, you know,
0: that was <laughs> really so interesting. True. He, he, he said, I, I, um, he said, I don't see him that often face to face in terms of, you know, in person, but, uh, the technology gives them at least a glimpse Connection. in their life. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is better than nothing. But yes. Yeah. He, he reminisced though. He said, I'd mm-hmm. really like to see yeah. them in person. We
1: can't let it stop there. We no, have to continue right, on. Right, right. That's right. <laughs> Good.
0: All right. Well, that, again, up against the clock here. We will be back to continue our five-part series on lifting the veil, revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death, and today's discussion titled I Am, A New Perspective on Aging.
4: Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shamblott from Shamblott Family Dentistry, where the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office.
1: And I'm Rachel Shamblott. Did you know a lot of people are afraid of the dentist? You don't need
3: to be afraid of my dad. He makes going to the dentist comfortable and even fun.
4: We don't care if you're a dental regular or haven't seen a dentist in years. We just want to make you comfortable and get you out of pain.
1: If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIXMYTEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us.
4: Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. My show touches people's hearts. I hear from Twin Cities listeners and thanks to podcasts from listeners across the country that the subjects I tackle, like our commonalities and our collective struggle to survive the human condition, really resonate. Join me this Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. on AM 950. Maybe, just maybe, I'll touch your heart too. I first
0: fell in love with Toyotas when I got my RAV4. It was perfect. And now that it's SUV month at Rudy Luther Toyota, you can fall in love yourself. Right now, Rudy Luther Toyota has 290 RAV4s in stock with 0% financing for 60 months or 0.9% financing for 72. The RAV4 is sharp with the safety features you need. It's perfect size for getting around
4: town. And hands down, it's the best off-road vehicle I've ever driven. See for yourself during SUV month at Rudy Luther Toyota, five miles west of downtown Minneapolis on 394. The local advertisers you hear on AM950 are the lifeblood of the station. If you find yourself regularly tuning in, or if you appreciate the diversity of content we deliver, please take the time to support our advertisers. Even if it's just to thank them for backing AM950, your voice and support can go a long way. Help keep the station going strong while investing in our local community. Find the complete list of on-air supporters by visiting the advertisers page at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. Did you know the average February temperature in Minnesota is under 16 degrees? Here's a better February number. You can get a brand new furnace from Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for just $2,300 this February. Just $2,300 for all the cozy comfort and reliability of a brand new furnace. Don't wait, this offer ends when February does. Some restrictions apply. Visit standardheating.com for details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve.
1: Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and
4: keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526 We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we will have snow, mainly after 3 p.m., with a high near 30. And tonight the snow will continue with a possible accumulation of up to 5 inches. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny with a high near 31, and Monday will be mostly sunny with a high near 37. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is the Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe. Their menu features dishes ranging from vegetarian sandwiches to fresh burgers. Open Sunday through Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Wednesday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Come visit them at 2601 East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis.
3: Told me, go, make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once I was seven years old. Welcome
0: back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I'm joined today by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. We are continuing our series, Lifting the Veil, Revealing the Spiritual Truths About Dying and Death. And today's episode is titled, I Am a new perspective on aging. And last segment we talked about some of the key demographic shifts that are happening uh, across the country and specifically here in Minnesota and uh, and how that's gonna be impacting so many things. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to jump into it from a from a societal standpoint, um, but that we could do a whole show on yeah. that. And maybe we should at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the, the the Center for Demographics here in, in Minnesota has great information on their website but um anyway let's move on we've got some great information here in this third segment that we want to talk about and it's about perspectives Mm -hmm. and and how people at different ages of their life how they view things and you've got some some great stories to tell or great experiences with the last uh workshop you did last week
2: yeah you know we said earlier this isn't a typical workshop (laughs) there's a lot of interaction conversation introspection um we showed a um clip a video from jane fonda and uh she was on uh ted talks and she talked about the third act a standing ovation and um uh, it was great she she talked about how you know at at 40 she was so upset about getting older i mean it was she just thought she was going to be she said she would wake up every day and the first thing six things in her mind were negative and she thought she was going to be this crotchety old lady and she said something <laughs> to the effect she goes in fact i came from a family of depressives you know and um she said now she's in the third act you know there's that 0 to 30 30 to 60 60 to 90 90 that third act of our lives and she said it's it's the the time of her life i mean this is when you you know do get grounded you know i was saying something in the break about um years ago i'm going to date myself now but years ago i think it was like a dove commercial or something but they um it was about skincare and uh they talked about oh we're going to you know age gracefully and she said age gracefully forget that i'm going to fight it every step of the way <laughs> and you know, our society tells us you got to fight this you can't don't go there you got to stay young and you know, we, we get all this knowledge and we create wisdom with it, and we should be able to pay that forward and feel really, really good with that. And um, so looking at it as a problem, why is it a problem? And so we'd found this graph, and, and we talk about it's hard to see this graph. We're going to give you kind of a little picture here <laughs> right. um, of a uh, problem. Why, why is it a problem? Is it really a problem? And um, whose problem is it? And are we making assumptions? And so um, it talked in here about different aspects of how the ages of 18 to 64 and 65 plus, And Heidi, share some of those things um, that society is you know, saying it must be this way when in fact it really isn't.
1: Sure. Well, and the unique thing that I wanted to mention too that Jane points out is that we are in a different experience of aging in that we have we're actually living 30 years longer than past generations. So within that is an actual whole adulthood experience just in that additional 30 years. And so we have a lot of time to be thinking about these things and making assumptions and, and having worries. But so for example, um, it says here that 60%, about 60% of people have this assumption that they are going to experience significant memory loss as a part of their aging. And Actually, only a quarter of people do actually, you know, experience that. So, um, you know, for the most part, that is not an, uh, a given in our aging process. Yes, it it can be for for those of us who have a disease process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, it's not necessar- necessarily something that everybody needs to be concerned about. And then, um, you know, I also think about people um, being afraid that they're going to be a burden. So many people have a fear of that when actually that's really just not the case because there are so many resources and so many things that people stay involved in. And what I think is interesting on the other side of this is when you think about um, how people feel at their their age that they're in. So for example, this talks about people who are between the ages of 18 and 29. And how do you feel? Do you feel younger? Do you feel older? Do you feel about you know your age, where you're at? And so when they looked at people between the ages of 18 and 29, 23% of them felt younger, 22% felt older, and 54% felt their age. Now, if we skip down to people who are Let's say between the ages of 65 and 74, 61% of them felt younger Mm -hmm. than their chronological age, and 32% felt their age. Now, what's interesting is this tiny little wedge in here. Only 2% of them felt older. And that same pattern continues for the next group of people who are 75 years of age and older. 60% of them again felt younger. Only 4% felt older. So when we think about what's reality in our aging process and what messages we're given and what are the fears and the assumptions that we make, well, this comes straight from the people that are in those age ranges and how they truly feel in their experiences. Yeah.
2: So um, that's, you know, there's there's media there, there's environment, um, there's uh, not uh, connecting to the compass. Happening So that's good news, though. It is. That is the good news. Uh, During this uh, workshop, we did an experiential exercise called a soulful examination. And we gave people um, a little bit of time, about five minutes, to sit down and to ponder some questions about where they were living their life. Where were they spending their living? And um, it's interesting. When you try to be authentic with that, there's no erasing. (laughs) There's no pencil erasing. Um, But people were... um, some people were really like, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. um, and needed more time. They all said, I need more time to go home and really contemplate this because this doesn't look like I would like it to look.
1: Yeah.
2: Or some people were like, wow, I guess I am. I hadn't thought about it, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, and giving people an opportunity to revisit that every month, to see where you're at, where you're living. I mean, that's kind of... Um, uh, it's an eye-opener, but at the same time, it's how we live. I mean, if we're really doing that on a, on a regular basis, we show up differently. We walk our talk and our walk differently, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and we see in the research that for most people, the reason that they're fearful of aging is because it's directly linked to their fear of death, and so we resist it. And as we continue to talk about here that, you know, if we, if we can find a way to live better and have that insight now, that we start to see some of those fears and apprehensions dissipate because we've been able to really live the way that we want to yeah. and in our best, best way. Yeah.
2: And there's a truth about how we age, you know, where, where we, uh, they're like uh, expressions maybe personalities. They could be called paths. Different ways that we um, take ourselves uh, through the experience. And we talked about six of them. Six of them. Mm-hmm. And the first one was the Continuer. And that is the person who's doing more of the same thing, but they have to modify it. Like maybe you were riding a bike and you're not able to do that, but your partner's got you You know, you know, one of those basket type things. I don't know what you would call them, but
0: or a sidecar right. yeah. tandem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: tandem or maybe
2: walking <laughs> isn't um, so easy for you now and so you're at home and you modify something where you're Mm -hmm. lifting legs and you're just modifying the way you're doing things now but you continue to
1: do things that you were doing before we also talked about the adventurer so that is someone that's engaging in something new and in our image we had a person in a kayak um, on the water. But this, to me, can look so many different ways. I mean, an adventure is whatever you want that to look like. So that could just be even something that you're doing with your mind. Maybe you're opening yourself up to a new type of knowledge or experience in that way. So for the adventurer, it's just the engagement. It could be a conversation. But it's just something that you haven't done before, just yeah, is the different. newness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the
2: searcher is somebody who's um, Actively engaged in looking for the next best thing. Right. What is their niche? You know, what is that thing that's going to um, spike them, inspire them, give them that passion? Because maybe they're leaving something that they're not physically able to do anymore, um, or maybe something as simple as reading is something that someone can't do anymore. So, what's the next thing that they're looking for? But but they're actively doing that.
1: Right. And then there's the easy glider, which this got quite a few laughs from everybody because um, because of the image we had, it was a ladybug on a little seed. But But within that came out this really interesting dichotomy that emerged from the group that had this topic, and that was looking at the easy glider as someone who goes with the flow. But what they did is they thought about going with the flow in terms of, am I going with the flow because it's something that I'm interested in and it's something that I want to do, or am I somebody who's maybe a little bit passive and I've been just kind of going with the flow on a path that maybe wasn't necessarily mine, but I just went with it. And what if I no longer want to do that? So I thought that that was a really interesting way to be able to look at that. That's just really a, a, a dichotomy that where I think we're in yeah. very often. Yeah. Or adopting
2: somebody else's mm-hmm. flow as your own and stepping back and being the observer of that and, yeah. and being in tune with your own sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly and then the involved spectator this was kind of funny too because there's a gentleman who's in the bushes looking through binoculars he's um uh ca- you know he's caring and learning but he's no longer a key player in whatever that event is he's still interested but he's not actively enrolled in that so he's on the sidelines trying to stay involved but there's you know there's um um there's a shift that has to take place, an adjustment for somebody who can no longer actively be in that role, but needs to be on the sidelines watching. So what does that look like you know, for each of us if that's the um, expression that we're living?
1: Mm-hmm. And then there was the retreater. And um, for this person, it's stepping back and possibly rethinking. Or for some, as we know, um, it's giving up and giving up in the sense that... You know, their acceptance of um, the path that they're on, which which could be end of life. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. But it was interesting in this particular group of of people because what we did is we turned these upside down. So when you got in a circle, you didn't necessarily know that you were going to be in this activity and you didn't know what path, so to speak you as a group would be exploring. So, I mean, there's a possibility that you'd turn something over and it wasn't a fit for you at all. You didn't identify yourself as that or you maybe you were a little resistant to that. And so with this particular group, um, they, they struggled with this mm-hmm. um, because of the nature of what it is. And so it was just another reminder for us that in our humanness, in our everyday lives, we do tend to brace against or resist this idea that at some point we probably... Likely and inevitably will be stepping back and pulling back. Right, and we've all retreated. And
2: and the idea behind this was that as these folks started discussing and listening to the discussions that have taken place in the group, they realized they could be a part of every single one of these expressions and find appreciation in them. Yes. That they may fall into this at all different times in their life and in their movement in their aging process giving them a new perspective.
0: Right. Well, you guys do a great job of creating awareness for people, and I just really respect the work that you guys do. We are up against the clock here. That wraps up our third segment. We'll be right back after a short break to continue our series and today's discussion, I Am a New Perspective on Aging.
4: Hi, it's Tom, and I'm inviting you to the Blue State Ball VIP reception where you can meet me along with Norman Goldman, Matt McNeil, Mike McEntee, and other AM 950 hosts. VIP gets underway on March 10th at 5.30, and tickets are still available. The VIP reception is a hosted bar with Minnesota-made beer, wine, and spirits from Ambibulous. Paul Mester from the Wall of Power Radio Hour will be playing an acoustic set, and there will be lots of delicious butler Past hors d'oeuvres. Plus, during the VIP only, we'll be giving away signed copies of my books. Then stick around for general admission at 7, where we'll have snacks, a cash bar, and lots of inspiring speakers. So get your Blue State Ball VIP tickets now so you can mingle and take selfies with me, Norman Goldman, and other AM950 hosts. Again, the Blue State Ball VIP reception is Saturday, March 10th at 5.30 at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. Tickets are $100 and can be purchased at am950radio.com. I'll see you at the Blue State Ball on March 10th. Hey, Minnesota, Norman Goldman here. The furniture business is one of those industries that's full of fake sales and false discounts. This is the age of the hashtag illegitimate fake president. And haven't you been lied to enough? That's why you need to check out Habitation Furnishing and Design. Habitation offers some of the coolest furniture in Minneapolis at fair prices every day. No fake sales, no phony discounts, just honest, intriguing, and really unique furniture. Check out Habitation on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park or visit HabitationDesign.com.
1: Homeownership is one of the biggest financial commitments most people ever make.
4: So why not keep informed? Tune in each week to the House Geeks Twin Cities Real Estate Show sponsored by Bricks Real Estate Sundays starting at noon. Kirk Duckwall and Chad Vandelott, the House Geeks, will keep you up to date on Twin Cities market trends, tips for buying and selling, the newest technology, and much more. You can also catch them online anytime at housegeeks.com.
3: Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul is a perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. Offering daily fresh seafood specials, fire-roasted meats, exquisite pizza, and half-priced bottles of wine on Mondays and Tuesdays, except on Excel Energy Center event nights. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list, and bar, you'll be back for more. Gift certificates available, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com.
4: Um, hello? If your taxes from years past are talking to you from the back of that drawer in your desk, it might be about time you answered the call by making a call to Moe's Tax Service in St. Paul. Time to come out now. They've been preparing tax returns and creating advisory-based relationships with their clients since 1971. Kind of stuffy in here. Problems with the IRS don't go away by ignoring them. Call Moe's Tax Service. That's M-O-H-S. They're on Ford Parkway in St. Paul. 612-721-2026. 721-2026.
3: Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go, make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old.
0: Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My it name is Ken Hagland and I'm joined by Reverend Debbie Meckley and hospice social worker Heidi Simon. And again, the breaks are great. We, we're dancing, and we got a lot of things going on <laughs> here, and uh, we sure uh, we will we'll get that Facebook Live going pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but before we jump back into this amazing conversation about I Am, a new perspective on aging, and I really want to revisit this in future shows. I mean, this is so important. Um, for dispelling myths and i think we live under so much misinformation
1: we
0: do in this society and of course our profession as uh, as a hospice practice is uh we are constantly battling the myths and the misunderstandings so anyway um i want to remind the listeners they have one more chance to see you guys live tomorrow Um, at the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center to see this workshop live and to be a part of that and to be a part of this experiential process. I mean, we've been kind of teasing people for the last several shows um, about the information, but it's a whole different thing when you get there and are in person. And bring a friend, bring a family member, uh, because it's a great experience they'll have there. So I want to encourage people to check that out. Um, It's on Sunday Sunday at Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Savage, Minnesota. It starts at 11.45, ends at 1.15. It's 90 minutes. It's free, open to the public, uh, being sponsored by the Spiritual Center. And if you have any more questions, uh, feel free to look up their website, UnityoftheValleyMN.org.
2: And in case I forget to say it later, oh, yeah. we're giving um, 1.5 CEUs continuing education credits uh, for each session attended. Of course, now there's only one more to attend. But that's for anyone in um, social workers, mm-hmm. um,
1: healthcare, um, yeah,
2: anyone in health care, yeah. uh, energy workers, um, you know, uh, practitioners, energy practitioners, uh, healing touch practitioners. So yeah. come on out.
0: No, that's great. Um, I, I know that uh, the feedback that we're getting has just been outstanding. And uh, I know we're gonna probably end up maybe having another opportunity later in the year, maybe or some other time to do that. So we'll keep listeners posted on our weekly radio show. All right, let's shift back in here to their topic and, um, and talk more about, uh, it sounds like you've got some things about reconciliation we wanna talk about.
1: Yeah, well, I think our message has always been that there is really no time like the present and it's never too late for really anything. And reconciliation in any form, Fits that whether it's in our interpersonal relationships, um, within ourselves. But I think when we think about this idea of aging, and now that we have a greater understanding of where you know our ideas come from and thoughts that we can reconcile with even just that, and that we're always um, have the opportunity in every moment to define what we want that to look like, and that there are we know that there are always opportunities for growth and joy at every age, and I think. There are probably three main things that in our conversations and in in our research that are really crucial in this. And one of them, of course, is to have a strong purpose. That never goes away. We know that that's important in our youth, and it's absolutely just as important as we move through older adulthood. And then having a clear identity. So what is it, like we said earlier, the I am? What is it about you Because there is only one you Mm -hmm. that you have to offer, and how can you do that? What does that look like? And then, of course, our attitude. Research just shows us over and over again that the way that we think about anything, and particularly our aging process, will have a direct impact on the quality of that. So I think those three things are, are important for us to reconcile with and move forward yeah and as we talked about in the segment prior,
2: the six different expressions, paths, personalities that we take on as we move through our um, our ageism um, are so important that we have reconciliation in these different places in our lives, mm-hmm. which we've been talking about all along is these spiritual um, these aspects of spiritual pain that we have and um, to help us to move through those um, phases and to find appreciation in all of them because we will find ourselves ebbing and flowing in and through all of them at one point or another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but we would like to um, talk about the next and fifth episode that's coming up tomorrow, and that is Your Legacy Through Honoring Your Choices. And um, Heidi and I are going to be uh, sharing information um, for those who have not maybe created an advanced care directive, what that looks like, what that actually means. We're not going to give too much away here. We want you to come out and be a part of this live workshop, Um, and we'll also... um, uh, have a
1: guest there we are yes we're going to have Jennifer Stevens who this is what she does every day and so she'll be there with us she's an attorney and she helps with estate planning she helps with advanced care directives and so she is going to be really in in service as she is every day but that day particularly to answer questions and to help us understand why this is so critical and even you know we talk about this all the time 18 years old and up, everybody should have an mm-hmm. advanced care directive. And yeah. the beautiful thing is that we're connected to Honoring Choices of Minnesota, which is a fabulous organization. Um, they have a ton of resources on their website, along with two different forms of an advanced care directive, either a short form, or which is two pages, and an eight-page form for a little more detail. But I just think it's going to be great. Yeah. This conversation is really going to help people make some shifts yeah. and I encourage
2: you to go to their website. They have so many resources, videos, um, and uh, you know be prepared. All of the um, Supreme Court cases of people who have been on life support, who had no advanced care directive or let nobody know their wishes are between the ages of 18. And 36 years old.
0: No kidding. Yes. Wow.
2: You know, yes. we, we just don't think that we need to do that. So we're really encouraging. Um, Jennifer was telling us that her kids went off to college and they, they made their advanced care directive because mm-hmm. they're off in another state. And and um, so I just thought that was, you know, powerful to put that kind of empowerment in your young you know, young kids' right. hands. So come and join us. Heidi and I are also facilitators certified in um, honoring choices, so we'll be there to answer questions as well. But it is um, pertinent that we do that, and we talk about legacy. What is it? You know, oftentimes we have our own society gives us a, an idea what legacy is, but you might be surprised at what your legacy actually is or can be, right? Exactly. Yes. they got to come out and find out.
0: <laughs> that'll be a great program. Yeah, a great seminar workshop. Um, yeah, that'll be wonderful. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on here? We're getting to the last minute or so of the show, and I, we touched on a, a lot of topics here. Um, and I know that we get questions all the time asked of us. You know, what can I do? What can I What resources? Anything else that you guys want to share with us in this last um, last few seconds?
2: Get involved in yourself. You know, get involved in your plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. now. And make sure that people know what it is that you want, what your desires are, um, without confusion. It's a right. gift.
0: Right. And, and the format of the short form or the long form, something like taxes, but yes. that can help people. With Very user-friendly, dis- yeah. yes. It's start, okay. And
1: start a conversation. Yeah. Start a conversation because that is the key to the next best step. Because what emerges out of just... You know, kind of um, moving away from the resistance of talking about something that's difficult can yeah. emerge into something that you would never expect.
2: And how to open that conversation? This would be a very key um, uh, episode to come to.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys. Great conversation today. We encourage you to come out tomorrow to the uh, to the workshop. You've been listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show.